these people, I tell you, are not ready for us in the slightest. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to a Modern Woman podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Dindell. <laughs> Brady, goddamn it. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm so happy for you, bitch. I can't. I love you so much. I'm over here. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't even get through the intro today. <laughs> it's cool, though. It's worth it. I got my homegirl, Brandy, here with us today. Say hello. Hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> okay. I feel, honestly, I'm just like a proud mama bear right now because like, I'm just so happy you're doing this. Like, you're doing the damn thing and you're killing it out there. Like, I love you as so much as I am as much as I miss you being in Oklahoma and being able to like roll up with you every day, like seeing you thriving, it means everything. And that's like all I could ever ask for in your life. So like, that's why I'm over here like, yes, bitch, get that intro. You do that. Yes, you got this bitch. I can't cry while I'm on camera. You guys missed it while I was doing my intro. I do my um recordings over Zoom with everybody and all you see is Brandy just like fist pumping. Like, <laughs> she's, thank you so much. That makes, that's, that's wonderful that you have to say that, but that's what also why I'm having you here today because, bro, I just feel like I brought you here today, obviously, because last week, anybody who hasn't listened, we talked about more, you know, we talked about the, the cannabis industry, but it was a little more of the negative effects that it's had on um, women and, you know, just how it's kind of been degrading. But the reason that I wanted you to come is because I know not everybody has that experience and you are just not to say that Les isn't thriving I mean she was kicking ass you know what I'm saying managing a dispensary dude that dispensary is dope I went in and visited her the other day because I wanted to stop by and like show my support after listening to the podcast you know like we talked about and she's killing it honestly Les is doing she's fucking amazing I'm so glad we got to have her last week that's also uh, why I wanted to have a part two though because I I really enjoy your story and where you've ended up because you are can we talk about like how you're a badass for the next <laughs> few hours? because I'll do that <laughs> so obviously you have a job in the cannabis industry yes yes I do um I'm currently doing sales for, I'm a senior account executive is like the fancy term for it, I guess. Um, but I do, I do sales for uh, Noble Nectar. It's an extract company here in Oklahoma. So we do processing. Um, so we take the flower material and once it's harvested, it gets fresh frozen so that it preserves the terpenes and all the cannabinoids and everything. And then once, you know, our extractors are ready to, they run it and we have beautiful diamonds and beautiful live resin that comes from that. And uh, we also have live resin cartridges and we're actually going to be dropping our hash rosin line soon, which is just solventless extract. So they take that bud and they just, they don't have to use any BHO or anything with it. They just take it with pressure and heat and squish it. And out comes this beautiful drip of hash rosin. And I'm so excited. Like yep. you just talk dirty to me. Do you want it's me to literally like hash porn is what it's called? It's like hash <laughs> rosin porn. It is amazing. It is literally like a drip bit. It's gorgeous. That's <laughs> literally, and I actually want to talk dive more into actually physically what you're doing now. But Absolutely. I want to talk about uh, your journey. You know what I'm saying? Like um, as I was talking about, I'm sure you heard with Les. It's it's a little difficult to kind of get your foot in the door and not have some shysty things going on behind scenes. Oh yeah. So. What got you, what made you say, hey, I want to be a fucking bud tender. I, I want to sell marijuana. What, what led you to that? And while so, tell me what led you to that, I'm going to spark my blunt. <laughs> heard, heard. Let me take some of our Texas Roadhouse lingo. Heard. On that. Oh, yes, queen. Yes. <laughs> we going to take it where you can get it, you know? <laughs> exactly. So um, I actually... It's funny. So cannabis wasn't actually legal in Oklahoma medically until 2018. They yeah. passed 788 in June. I decided in 2014 that I wanted to be a bud tender in pharmacy tech school. Um, my teacher had told me, and I don't, he could have been bullshitting telling me this, but he told me that um, bud tenders in Colorado that were wanting to work more with medical patients were going to pharmacy tech school to learn pharmacology and how like 
drugs affect the body system. And that was helping them get jobs in the cannabis industry because they had that background in pharmacy. Yeah. And I was already, I was already in pharmacy tech school. And what's funny, I was actually going to go to school to be an x-ray tech. And I was like, no, I like, weirdly, I was like, I like drugs, like (laughs) drugs fascinate me. And like, it just fascinates me how they affect humans and and the the brain chemistry and everything. It's always fascinated me. So I decided then I was like, I'm going to be a bud tender. I'm going to work my way up through a dispensary and I'm going to run a dispensary. That's what I want to do. But we had had a talk in class and we all collectively agreed, okay, in five, five years, it's going to be legal. It happened in four. (laughs) So I was like, okay, all right. I'm onto something here. So it literally just, I love how you just, see, I thought a lot of people typically when I talk to them about this, they talk about, you know, oh, well, I always, you know, I like smoking, but a lot of people, especially being in Oklahoma, never saw it going from A to B, because let's be realistic. We genuinely thought Oklahoma would be one of the last states to legalize it. Yeah, dude, I thought Texas was going to happen first, but I saw all the surrounding states happening and I was like, Oklahoma, we stupid not to get in on this tax money. And so- once it went up for about like once it went up for vote like I'll say normally I only vote when it comes to like a presidential election I'll be that person to voice that I was there at the polls at 7 a.m bitch I was there the morning that it opened I still I'm pretty sure that I still have my I voted sticker from when I voted to legalize marijuana and I was on my couch that night watching every single moment to see okay are we ready are we good are we good and oh my god that blunt after we were legal, I was like, I ain't got my card, but we legal now. <laughs> I know. Like, it's just like, you instantly feel like this wave of just, okay, everything's good now because everything was uptight. We couldn't really, and we knew nothing was wrong with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's a bad drug, but so you got a really interesting aspect because like you said, you got to learn the pharmaceuticals behind it, how it's going to affect your body. Do you think that that's what's caused you, which, and we're going to work up to this, but what's caused you to be where you're at today with your success? I feel like it definitely helped because it gave me, I, I was already so curious, you know, about how this, this medicine how this, I don't even want to call it a drug because I don't consider marijuana a drug. It's just a healing plant. How does this affect humans, you know, and really taking a dive deep into it. And so it actually wasn't until I spoke with Ali at Texas Roadhouse. I've got, I had got a dank vapes cart. Okay. I'll out myself. I got a dank vapes cart and I showed this, I showed him this dank vapes cart and I'm like, yo, I got this in Texas, bitch. Yes. It's so good. And he's like, he's like, do you know what, uh, what, what was it food grade terpenes are and I was like what, what? Come again? Like, you said what and that sparked my di- deep dive into learning about cannabis but the pharmacy background definitely did help I would say because it showed me how other drugs affected the body so I could see okay well cannabis affects the body in this way so it could be similar to you know like your pain reliever yeah you know your, your opioids and stuff well high mercine dominant terpenes or whatever like and there's like cannabinoids sorry I'm getting really fucking caked right now but there's certain there's certain cannabinoids that are very good for pain and you know they help opioid addicts they help them get off of that they help them stay off of that and I've seen that being in the dispensaries and so it's really beautiful going from making IVs with these drugs that have these people hooked for yeah. so long like I was I was making fentanyl drips for people when they got out of surgery and now and that's literally killing everybody it was at the height oh, of the fent- yeah it was at the height of the opioid epidemic that I'm working with these drugs and I'm seeing what's happening to these people and I'm like there's got to be a better way yeah there's got to be something better here and then they legalized cannabis and I was like okay bye I'm done I'm out I'm going back to Texas Roadhouse let's get me in the cannabis industry <laughs> Perfect. So I love that. So you got, you started there, got you to your journey. So once it actually physically became legalized and you came back to Texas Roadhouse, because I remember all this, but I'm happy you tell it just because people who are listening don't know, but obviously you came back to Texas Roadhouse while you were trying to get your, because people think that you just go, because there's a a dispensary on every corner in Oklahoma and people just think, oh, you can just walk in. No, you literally had to get another job to hold you over until you found a way to get your foot in the door. So I never, I didn't even walk in a dispensary to get a job. I was at Texas Roadhouse and was offered an interview because of my serving, because of how well I bartended for this man. I love that. So let's, let's talk about how you got your foot in the door. 
So, um, beginning of 2019, uh, my New Year's resolution was I was going to get in the cannabis industry. I don't know if you really call that a resolution, but it was my goal for 2019. Like, this is going to be the year, like, I get in this industry. That's what I set for myself. And so, we get back from Texas. I go to, um, I go to work, you know, I'm working the bar, and it was my first customer was one of the, one of the owners of Sage Wellness, I believe, is a dispensary here in Oklahoma City. And, like, I see this man's hoodie and I know it's a dispensary and I'm like, I'm about to bartend. I, I'm like, I'm about to bartend my ass off. And I'm, like, I'm shooting my shot. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to just talk to this man. I'm just going to, I'm going to give him the best Texas Roadhouse service he has had, but I'm just going to talk to him because that's what I was doing really a lot when I was working behind the bar is we had a lot of people coming in that were working in the cannabis industry, whether that be consultants for companies or people that were owning companies, like those men, they love their stakes. Yeah. Let me tell you this thing. They love their steaks. I mean, who doesn't, but like they really do. And so they were coming in all the time and I was just picking their brain. Like, Hey, how can I get in the industry? You know, like, I remember I asked one of my regulars, Hey, can I send you my resume? And you tell me a good direction I can go in, yeah. you know, just, just asking people constantly. And so I just started talking to him about his business. Like, Oh, where's your dispensary at? I think I've heard of you guys. Like, you know, just having casual conversation, making sure they're taken care of, you know, talking about my love of the plant, things that I knew and just having a just good conversation, a good, a good time, whatever. And he, uh, he asked me if I would be interested in coming in for an interview because I had mentioned, I was like, you know, well, if you guys are ever hiring or if you care of anybody that is, I would love to, you know, have an opportunity to just, you know, maybe get some education, come show you guys what I can do, whatever. And, um, they had me come in for an interview and I didn't get a call immediately, honestly. Like it was, I didn't think I got the job. It three weeks went by, a month went by. Yeah. I didn't hear back, I didn't hear back at all. And then I have the worst week of my life, literally. Like it was the anniversary of my sexual assault. It was Valentine's Day. It was like I I got pulled from the bar to like work the floor at Roadhouse. And that was like the last, that was the last straw. I was like coming in expecting to make bank in the bar and they're like you're gonna work the I think I was working like the community tables or some shit like that and I'm like I remember that I was yes, doing that shift with you and I just remember in Texas I had a full mental breakdown I had a full mental breakdown I was done <laughs> I really was crying in the way it was not cute and then god bless the Texas Roadhouse like managers because they were like you can work in the back with your mans and like y'all can spend Valentine's yeah, like so they so they let me like work in the back because my man was working in the back at the time and um or my man at the time was working back there. <laughs> what you mean? I know what you yeah. mean. But yes, yeah. clarify that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yes, had to clarify. Um <laughs> but um I get a call that Saturday or that that Sunday. I'm at dinner at my parents' house and they're like, Hey, do you mind coming in for another interview tomorrow? And I was like, yes, Lord, thank you, Lord. This is also the same weekend, by the way, that I met Brooke and like changed my life forever and like got into fitness and stuff. So a lot, ha- a lot happened in this weekend in this like time frame where I'm having the worst week of my life to then I meet Brooke, do the whole transformation thing, working out and everything. And then I get my call for my second interview with Sage and they hire me like immediately. They're like, hey, when can you start? And I was like, when do you need me? And they're like, I mean, could you wear for a couple hours today? I was like, bet on the way they no, said like, no, dude, I, I was literally in there like after the interview and they're like okay get her a hoodie and I said okay bet let's do it and I started right then it's crazy too because they say like bad things happen in threes you know what I'm saying so you have like all of these things like and then as soon as all those things hit you get like mm-hmm. this amazing opportunity to start going in the direction that you're going Well, I literally just, I started choosing me was really what I saw was happening was every time that I made a a decision for me, not based on like what my man at the time was needing or not like what my friends were needing, but like, I was like, okay, is this something that I would enjoy? Is this something that could benefit me? Something would pay off. So it, it was, it was crazy, but I feel like definitely some divine timing probably. I mean, no, it was, it was impeccable timing, bro. Like it's, it's crazy to see where it went from. So you literally like left Roadhouse and went like full in to like going to the well, business. Well, for a little bit, I was just working there, you know, as a butt tender a few days a week. Cause I think I was working like two days in the bar at Roadhouse and like the rest of my shifts, I was just getting covered. Cause I was like, I just want to be at the dispensary. And then I eventually got taken off the schedule. Um, <coughs> 
who was just working my bar shifts. Um, And so that kind of started to become a lot. After being at Sage for about a month, they promoted me. Like, I mean, I, they had a stupid bartender education. I was like the first one to finish that. Like, I was like, uh, granted, I'll tell you this. I was significantly older than a lot of these people that I was working with. They were easily like just turning 21. And at the time I'm like 26. So I'm like, this is my career. This is what I want to do. So if you ask me to do something, it's getting done within like the first day, as soon as I can get it done, it's getting done. And I was throwing myself into everything. And honestly, like Loki kind of got a little taken advantage of because I was so naive and was too eager to say yes to every and any opportunity because I was so excited because I was getting this opportunity and it was great. Like, dude, my, that 420 was awesome. Like I told them they needed to get, we, we were trying to figure out how to get a consumption area there because everybody was doing consumption areas. And I'm like, well, you can consume an illegal residence. An RV is technically a legal residence. It's just not fields. They rented an RV within like a day. Like we had like two days till the thing. They had the RV there the next day and we called it the medication station. And people were calling like weeks after like, yo, is that shit still out there? When can we come through? Like, cause we got to, we got to medicate with our patients like on our breaks for 420. So it was like, we're, we're bridging that gap between like, I'm just your bud tender to like, yo, homie, like what's good. And like, they would come in after that. It was so awesome. Like the vibes were so great. And I remember I made sure to take like a moment where I just sat and I'm like labeling, like, you know, the containers they give you your weed and they're called drams. Yeah. They look like little pill bottles. So I'm like putting like sage stickers on it or whatever. And I'm just sitting up there in the front on the couch and I'm like, I need to take a moment and appreciate this monotonous task I'm doing right now because shit's about to start like happening like remember this moment remember what this feels like and like appreciate this because like you're you're about to start doing some shit and I was like and so I I just took that moment I was like really appreciate this moment that like you're in this industry you said you were going to do it and it's like two months into the year and you're you're in like this is what you wanted to do so like appreciate this I literally have to stop you because it's so crazy that when you speak, like you bring things to fruition, you bring things, you speak it into existence. And it's so wild that you could literally just recognize like right here. Okay. This task that I'm doing is like the bottom of the barrel fucking task, but I'm going to appreciate it because I know that this is where I'm starting, but this is where I'm going to be. And whole, Oh my God. I love that. I'm sorry. Continue. I just think that's awesome. (laughs) You're good. I just, I, I knew like how many people I was seeing on a daily basis coming in, like wanting the job that I had. And I'm like, Hey, I've got this foot in the door. Now, what am I going to do with it? Now, what are you going to do? And low key, that's when I really started getting into like working on myself and like working out because I'm like, okay, you're in this industry. So like, you're in this fight now, what do you have to bring? And the only thing I was interested in at that point was working on myself and fitness But what's your stereotypical stoner thought of as like, they're lazy. They're just chilling on the couch with some Doritos, you know, like big chilling, let me Netflix, whatever. Like that you expect a stoner to be lazy. You expect a person that's smoking weed all the time to not get shit done, to not be successful. Yeah. Be like a little, I I would think if I'm thinking of stoner, I'm thinking of like a kid that's at the skate park. Like, cause you know, most skaters are out here fucking smoking weed. They're some of my favorite people, but that's what I'm thinking of. No, I'm thinking of like a white male that's out here, like saying, just blowing down, like with a joint or whatever, like my homies from back in the day. And so you're not thinking, you're not thinking of a woman that's going to the gym every day. That's like working on herself is sitting here fucking blowing down. That's literally what I was just about to say. Like you're talking about like all these lazy people. And then there was us like going to Brooks to work out at 530 in the morning and like smoking before we have to work out at 530 in the morning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and that's my thing. I'm like that, that. Yep. I looked forward to those so much. And that was really what I started like focusing on is like, yo, show these people out here that you can smoke weed like Wiz Khalifa and be successful, but also get in a good workout and be healthy. So like, it's it's important. So at this time, what you're about a month into Sage, you got promoted. You said that like Mm -hmm. you were focused on like working on yourself. So everything kind of started to turn around. Yeah. Everything was turning around for me. It was like really getting good. And I was actually to the point where I was able to leave Roadhouse completely and just be a hundred percent into into sage in the cannabis industry i was full-time in the industry at this point they offered me a raise they offered me 
they said that I was inventory manager, but I was also a shift lead, but I was also being an assistant for the, uh, what's it called, for the owner or some shit like that. They're, they gave me a lot of different titles in the course of about a week. Um, but overall, I was really handling like their inventory, like getting it, you know, intakes correctly. Um, I organized, my favorite part, honestly, was getting to organize the safe because like, I got to get these bins. I got to label the bins. I love organizing. I'm a Virgo. It like makes me so happy. So like I got to do all that. Well, because like I came from pharmacy, everything was organized and nice and labeled. So like I literally took what I saw in the pharmacy and put that in a weed safe. And I said, this is how we're organizing this shit. I don't know if that's how they still do it, but like I got to do that for them. And that was awesome. I got to do inventory. I love a good clipboard moment. You feel important. <laughs> Brandy, I can't, I can't, I can't. She said we love a good clip. I was not expecting that. Okay, I love a clipboard moment. So you were that bitch. Like I was that I was like, I'm feeling this. Yes, I'm doing this. Like I get to I had a key to the dispensary. Like I felt I was like, okay, I'm getting somewhere. I'm I'm accomplishing something, you know? Like I feel I feel important, I feel valued and stuff like that until I didn't (laughs) which and you can either choose to talk about that or not that's completely up to you Um, all all I'll say about that is I know I worked my ass off for that company and I will say they do amazing things for patients they've got amazing people that work for them like I I've sent people I sent someone there when I was in there talking with Les one of her patients was like hey where can I get good tinctures I was like yo honestly go talk to the bud tenders at sage wellness they're super knowledgeable. They've got a lot of different options for tinctures, CBD or THC. At least they did. Like I know that they used to. Yeah. Um, I still send people there. However, you were there when I had my phone call where I quit Sage Wellness. I was shaking like for you. And so, which, and I won't get into yeah. that. That's not I'm not, I was going to say, I'm not going to get into detail about what, what the phone call consisted of. All I'll say is, I leave places in the cannabis industry when I feel like I am not being valued as a person or if I feel like my character is being called into question as a person. And you know me, you know me, like I'm not, I don't feel like I'm a bad person. You're not a shady person. You have a very honest, um, you know, (laughs) I stuttered. I'm over here. I'm like, you're very honest. You're very trustworthy. You're very straightforward you're to the point you get your shit done so anybody who questioned questions your character your intentions kind of irritates me too just because all of your intentions genuinely come from a place of like love and from a good headspace it's it's never ill will for anybody even people that you hate I don't hear you speak negatively on kind of positive in the people that you don't even like so yeah, that's very frustrating when somebody yeah. comes, they're, they're attacking your character, especially when you know that that's, that's, that's not you. Yeah, so um, I just, you know, I chose for myself that that wasn't the home for me at the time. I felt like I should be, I need to be somewhere else that I can serve people in the industry, but somewhere that I'm going to feel comfortable around everybody that I'm working with and, you know, just everything. Like, I just wasn't feeling very comfortable there anymore. I felt like my time had come and like I learned everything that I could learn. And that was great. Like I will forever be grateful to Sage Wellness for giving me my first job in this industry, for providing me with knowledge as a butt tender, for giving me my promotions, for, you know, all of these things that I experienced while I was there. I'm forever grateful. I really am. And I will still send people there to this day. I just don't like the way that I was spoken to. And we'll just leave it at that. For you. Yeah. You know, and that's okay. That's okay. everywhere isn't going to be for everybody and that's the beauty of the cannabis industry in Oklahoma is that there's so many licenses because they didn't have a cap until now <laughs> exactly but, so where mm-hmm. do you go um what's your what continues where your journey where does your journey lead you <laughs> so we were in the parking lot of Texas Roadhouse because I was taking my friend a bottle for her last night bartending there and I just decided to go in and say Hey, remember that time I left y'all for the cannabis industry? Yeah. Can I come back? And thank God Andy loves me. <laughs> and uh, he told me I could, that was a Thursday. He told me I could have a shift on Saturday. So I came in Saturday. I worked Sunday. Sunday, I had the owner of Get Bakes sit in my section. <laughs> and here, here, and a week after I leave, 
Sage Wellness, I started at Get Baked. And then you're literally having to leave Roadhouse again, like, hey, remember mm -hmm. how I came? Oh, oh, oh wait, no. not yet. But eventually. No, 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 no. No, I worked Texas Roadhouse the whole time I worked Get Baked, and I picked up a job trimming at a grow. Oh, yeah, that is right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was working three jobs. <laughs> I wanted to learn more about the growing process and like what goes on in a grow like I knew a lot about selling the shit but I how is it grown that so I was clear. like exactly so I said, the best way for me to learn that is throw myself there so I was trimming I mean honestly not a bad gig it was chill like I just went in there usually before my uh shifts at roadhouse or my shifts at get base because I would usually schedule those for the evening time so I would go in there for about four hours in the morning just sit and chill and trim yeah and it was super dope I mean I was exhausted a lot of the time because I was still working out multiple times a day sometimes and girl yeah and you working three I was in a, a relationship that I was comfortable in but like you know where things were kind of going <laughs> so I was just yeah. like I was trying to fill my time with things I enjoyed and Honestly, when I set my sights to something, I kind of go balls to the wall and there's no other way. Like I'm either all in or I'm just like not. So the second I started getting information about weed and like figuring out different avenues I could go with it and where I could get information, I was just like head first. Like weed consumed my life. Like, and not on like an addiction way, on like an information way. Like I was just talking about it all the time. I was like wanting to be around people that were talking about it all the time now we're in it all the time like people I was that there's more behind it than just getting high there's literally a science to it there's a psychology behind it there's you know so. there's a bunch of different interesting things that this field <laughs> brings there's a lot of things that you can learn about that there, there's new things <laughs> every day in this industry so and many things be more knowledgeable so I love it I'm here for it so you're working three different jobs. Obviously you had your little stint would get baked, your trimming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did you enjoy that? Um, it was chill, honestly. Um, I feel like I was, <laughs> those were more like recreational activities, if you will. Like it wasn't more focused on like, let me educate the patients. There, I mean, there were some patients that were coming in there that were wanting to get educated and everything. But it was definitely more people just wanting to come in and like, what's your highest THC percentage type shit? And I'm like, have you, about, have you heard the good word about terpenes? That's like, what I was just about to say, people not even realizing that like, like, yeah, like THC is great and everything, but have a healthy balance. And like, so trying to explain to people that like, I mean, and some of them, I mean, dude, I've had so many patients that I know we're going around the corner and just selling that ounce because I see them come right back inside. And I'm like, man, you already smoked that ounce? Like shit. Like, so they don't even care. They're buying the boofiest booth that they can make the biggest margin on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, because they could, they're able to say like, oh, it's dispensary. Why don't you exactly. explain that um, for people who are listening that may not know why you want something with higher terpenes versus THC? So, so I mean, like, yeah, so I mean, like THC is great. THC is what gets you high. That's what gives you, you know, that psychoactive effect. But terpenes are really where you're going to get that effect. So when people are asking like, oh, do you want a sativa or an indica? They're really asking about what terpene profiles you prefer. So like something that's high in limonene is going to be typically your sativa leaning strain. So those are going to be like citrusy strains, like your super lemon haze, something like that because and limonene also is prominent in like oranges and lemons so like that's a good way that I remember it and also I'm obsessed with lemon flavored anything so like that's my favorite terpene if you will okay. but there's also like if you're if somebody's wanting more of like an indica they would look for a terpene that's called linalool which is actually prominent in lavender so that's how I'm able to like remember that because lavender gets you straight to sleep you know so um I love that. But, so, no, no, you're good. So like when you're looking for strains, I typically tell people you want to have a good balance of your terpenes and your THC. So like people that are out here like, oh, do you have something that's 30%, bro? I'm like, okay, so you want 0% terpenes? Because the thing is you've got to sacrifice a little bit of your THC to get a higher terpene profile. Like 
I literally had a strain that I was obsessed with. Like I bought a half ounce of this shit when I heard that quarantine lockdown was happening and I thought I wasn't going to be able to get back out and get it. I don't, I wasn't normally buying big, huge amounts like that uh, because I wasn't getting paid a whole lot. (laughs) That's also something they don't tell you starting out in the industry. You're going to get paid like shit, literally like shit, but you're the person that's on the forefront of this industry as a bud tender. So we can circle back to that, but yeah, you get paid, not good. And not even good as a manager half the time, but uh, with the terpenes and the THC, I had a strain that was 11% THC. Some of the best weed I've ever smoked in my life that has got me, the, had one of the best effects ever. I was cake out of my mind. It was amazing. So good. But 11% THC, like, Anybody that sees that is going to instantly turn their nose up and be like, the fuck are you trying to sell me? Like, you're just trying to sell me on that shit because you can't sell it. And like, no, honestly, I don't want you to buy it because I want to buy all of it, actually. So I love that you just like broke that down because for the longest time, I always thought that, oh, the higher the THC, like the better it's going to be kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? And then when you told me that, I was like, wait a minute. And I'm pretty sure that night, we went and got something that had a, tire, a higher terpene and a lower uh, THC. And I was like, what have I been doing my whole life? <laughs> That's literally like, like, I remember my ex-best friend, he uh, told somebody, he looked him dead in their face and was like, this is the best flower. The dude was like, what's the best flower you got? And he looked him dead in the face and said this right here. And the dude didn't believe him. And he said, just get a gram of it, try it out. You'll be back. And bro came back and bought a half ounce, like of the 11% THC wheat terpenes and thc terpenes matter thc matters it definitely does and like you know there's like people like cancer patients need to have higher thc things so like you know that's why they'll like take rso because it's going to be like the full all the whole plant matter they're going to get all that but they're going to get all of the cannabinoids and like the high thc as well because that helps with like pain and stuff yeah Um, but like your body can only consume and like hold so much. So like smoking, like something that's hot, like really super high with not like a good balance of THC or t- terpene, sorry, again, stone. <laughs> but it's, it's not going to be an effect that's going to be like lasting and enjoyable. I mean, it it's going to get you high, that's for sure. But like, I don't know. I have people tell me all the time whenever they smoke weed with me that they're just like, I didn't know weed could taste like that. And I'm like, yeah, because I prioritize taste over like stoned, over like exactly. high THC. For me, it's about like, okay, well, what am I going to be doing when I'm smoking this? So, like, I want to match my terpenes to that, you know? Of course. No, that definitely makes sense. I love that. People, and this is going to be really nice for people too who are listening that are there who are going to learn some things and actually go and like try this because I'm telling you, it'll change your life, man. So, <laughs> How did you, I want to start talking about, well, unless there's anything that you can think of that kind of got you to where you are now, because your job that you're doing now, this is like wild, but not to make so, it. The big thing for me that really got me to where I'm at, I will say is networking, making sure that I was saying, so I fucked up and said yes to every and any opportunity when I first got in the industry, but yeah. I didn't, but in saying yes, I didn't look further into those, um, into those opportunities. I just said yes, because I'm like, okay, I can learn something from this good or bad. I'm going to learn something. It's going to like pertain to what I need to do. Like something's going to come from this. So I would just say yes to any opportunity. Now that got me into some situations where like guys get you alone trimming with them in a grow late, like late at night, you're just going. Cause you're like, awesome. I'm going to get to trim. I'm going to get to go to this place. That's got some notoriety. Like, you know, cool. I'm this naive person in this industry because I'm just a very trusting person and I don't believe the worst in anybody, which is a blessing and a curse, you know? Yeah. But uh, can we actually like talk about that for a second? Because I feel like yeah. that's something that's really important, obviously. And my whole episode last week was just highlighting. Yeah. Like, like that, that does, that happens more often than people would think. And like, well, you know, yes, I'm feeling some success now. I mean, I feel like I've been successful all throughout the cannabis industry just because I have, you know, made awesome relationships with people. I have got to help patients. I have seen 
how cannabis can work and I've gotten to continuously learn. And so to me, I've seen success in the cannabis industry and I still continue to do that. Um, but with that, there is a dark side to it. And that does happen a lot. Like women are definitely taken advantage of in this industry. And unfortunately it's because of women that allow it to happen. And like, I literally, I literally had dinner with a bitch the other night. That was just like, totally okay with men objectifying her to get a sale and I'm just over here like I'm dumbfounded I'm like well uh, okay I literally I literally cut I literally like cut I was about to cut an account off because like they were had they had some type of feelings because I had a me too story in this fucking industry I'm sorry and I, I'm have, like, I have to stop you real quick because I do have to say this I don't want to make it seem like because not everybody no. in that situation is asking for it you know what I'm saying no definitely not like there's women that are okay with being objectified if it gets them a sale and you know what like if that's how you want to go about your business fucking fine. do it fucking do it like no shame to you like get your fucking bag sis but me I want to be known for more than like my body. I want to be known for than like what I look like because like I've, I've gotten promotions because of my looks before and it fucking feels shitty. Yeah. I want to know that I want to know that I earned this. Like, I want to know that I worked hard for these things that like, you're wanting to fuck with me because I have something genuine to bring to you, to offer to you and your company and to you and your business to help you. That's why I want to work with these people. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like I should have to be objectified in order to have and foster these relationships. Like, if you just want to like fuck with me because of the way that I look, I don't need to be around you. Like, yeah. I don't need to be around you if you just feel like you want some clout, which like, I don't even fucking have clout. So like, whatever. But <laughs> Whatever, girl, you over here with your little following on Instagram. I see you, you coming up, you coming up. But anyway. <laughs> I just want like women coming into this industry to like be smart, be smart, be smart, be very careful, like, you know, make friends in this industry, but like have a close female companion or have close female friends, have a group if you can and like look out for each other, honestly, because like if it wasn't for my best friend, Nicole, in this industry, like, I don't know where the fuck I would be. Yeah. Like having her here, having, you know, Miranda, who I get to work with on a daily basis, who is just amazing. Like I get to work with some of the most amazing women and I'm so thankful for that. And like, I'm just thankful that I have them now to like, help me stay out of these situations where I am getting used by males in this industry, because like it fucking happens too often. And I'm sick and tired of it happening. Like hearing Les's story last week, it just like, it hit home for me so hard. And like, that's why I had to go see her. That's why like I did reach out to her was because I just wanted her to know like, girl, like you are not alone in this there. You have allies. Like you can reach out and like, this is not okay at all whatsoever that what they're doing. Absolutely not. Yeah. It's um, really shocked me because going into the cannabis industry, I was always told to be careful because there's a lot of shady things that go on. Um, Mm -hmm. But I had never really heard as much about the harassment that went on. I mean, obviously we deal with that on a daily basis anyway. I just didn't know that this was that prominent. So it definitely, I'm glad that she was able to share her story and bring some awareness to that and that you can actually touch base on that as well. Just because I do, I want people to pursue their passions. And if this industry makes them happy, fucking do it. We want you to do that. But just, if you're a woman in this industry, be careful. That's, I just wanted to make sure that you had some experience in that and you, you have a way with saying it. So you were going, uh, we wanted to touch base on that real quick. And then you were going to talk to us about how you ended up um, doing what you're doing now. Yes. So um, I was managing 46 relief. Um, That was the last dispensary job that I had. So like within a year, I accomplished my goal of wanting to manage and run a dispensary. Yeah. Oh, I, yes. I like so like in a year I did it and I'm like okay like I'm managing this dispensary like everything was running pretty good and I was just like okay well what now and um I got asked to sell for a grow and like honestly the thought terrified me because I'm like I mean Why? I know how to, I know because like I know how to sell to patients you know like I know I like to educate patients I like I love working in a dispensary honestly like I hear a lot of people like, they're like, no, like you have the most awesome job now. And I'm like, honestly, like 
I miss getting to work with patients every day. I miss getting to like help educate them and like seeing the light in their eye when they're like, yo, like what you were saying, whenever you, you experienced the whole terpene THC balance, like having a patient come in and tell you that something clicked that you explained to them that you educated them on. And they're excited about that. And that's pushed them to want to learn more and to want to take more action with their own health you and want to, it, yeah, like it's, it's the most amazing feeling. Like yeah. I, I love that, you know, but being a sales rep now is like really, I, I've, I've really started to enjoy it, but I was terrified just because I didn't know if I could, if I could live up to this caliber of like, okay, I'm not dealing with patients now. I'm dealing with business owners. Yeah. I'm dealing with buyers. I'm dealing with people with money. Yeah. You know, and like not saying my patients didn't have money, but I'm dealing with people that got like money, money now. Mm. And that's like, and, and people that have been doing this and people that, you know, are definitely probably a lot more knowledgeable than me when it comes to some of this stuff. So like, and I'm saying on the business side of it, because me, like, I mean, there's a reason I should never own a business. And it's because I would just want to give everything to everybody because like, I just want to help people. Like, I don't, yeah. not, I would not be the person that would want to mark shit up like crazy amounts. Like, yeah. I would just want like everybody getting the best price for everything. Yeah, right. And like, so, like, you just, yeah. No, but so was it also not only it was scary because you were nervous about like you're dealing with like big time owners now, people who are, we're talking like real money, right? But was it also ever intimidating for you as a woman? Oh, 100%. Like most of the people I feel like that I deal with that are the money people in the industry are, they're men. That's 100% it. It's men. Like, and like there, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of women owned places as well. And like they, there's, there's this one dispensary in Tulsa called 918 Elevate. Like, bitch, they are so beautiful. Their vibe, like, is so cool. Like, follow them on Instagram. They're sick. I'm going to have to. I'm going to check them out. When it comes to women-owned dispensaries, like, they are, they're legit. They look so dope. They have the coolest vibe. Like, awesome. But, like, most of it is men. And, like, you know, sometimes they'll have, like, women purchasing managers. A lot of the times they have women bud tenders. Um, but that's kind of where they keep them. And, you know, it's not really in a lot of the decision-making like positions and like money positions, if you will, which is sad, like it sucks, but that was intimidating for me just because of the experiences that I've had over the last year that have just made me question who I can and can't trust. And especially like men, honestly, yeah, just messages that I've received interactions that I've had. It makes me going into every interaction with a man now it's like okay what are they what are they wanting from me yeah like is their intentions good is it not are they are we here to talk business are they going to try to sexualize this in any way is this like like where is this going to be going because you know I never know now because of just how many different ways it's gone and so like I just honestly had to stop putting myself in those positions. And now, like, I mean, I've told people, I'm like, I will interact with you at like events or if we have a scheduled business meeting, but outside of that, like, I don't, outside of that, like, I don't feel comfortable, like even seshing really with anybody outside of like, honestly, like I can't get with Nicole and like a couple other sales reps every now and then, but like my circle is minuscule now. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, I just wanted to see how you had felt mm-hmm. about that. So you were yeah. nervous because you didn't know how that was going to go. So how, how was it? How, how did it go from there? Um, honestly, it's been amazing because I've asked for help. Like I went in letting them know like, Hey, I haven't really done like, well, and this is, this is, I, I left, you know, Heartland. I came to Noble Nectar where I'm at now and Noble yeah. is where Noble is really where I feel like I started thriving in sales when it comes to dispensaries because I started getting comfortable because I, I asked for help. Yeah. Um, Tammy, one of the owners, she's also our other sales rep, but like, she's like Noble Nectar mom. Like she is like, like you feel at home with her. Like I, I can go to her and just talk to her about anything, but also like I told her coming into this, I said, look, I feel like I would like some support in sales because I haven't done the whole business to business sales. I've done, you know, like sales on, you know, the ground level of selling, you know, to just like the public and everything, but not like 
to a business owner, to somebody that's going to be putting a product on their shelves, you know, managing these accounts. And me, like, I just overthink everything. So like having a little bit of a guide and like an expectation that helps and like getting feedback helps. So like, I ask that of her all the time. I'm like, Hey, can you critique me? Can you tell me like where I can do better? Hey, do you have any accounts that you feel like I should like look at extra, you know, or, you know, just having that open line of communication, it's helped so much. And I feel like I've gained like a mentor in this. Yeah. And I feel like because of that, it's only helped me thrive. And like, I've also got to help out with some of the marketing, which is really like my favorite part, honestly, because yeah. I went to, I went to college for a little bit for marketing and like, that's what I've always like kind of wanted to do. And like, one of my friends joked the other day, they're like, oh, you're just branding Brandy. Cause I always just think of like ways to brand something, somebody, <laughs> some, just anything. And I'm always wearing something branded. Like today's just like the one occasion. Cause I told my mom, I wouldn't wear anything cannabis related <laughs> to the house. Cause I was like, okay, I get it. It's mother's day. Like I'm just, I'll just wear whatever, but like I'm branded all the time. And that's like, my favorite thing is doing the marketing stuff, which is where like Instagram and all that comes into play. And it's you so literally much need to change like all your socials and like your names to Brandon Brandy because that's <laughs> literally or brand, was it wait Brandy no branded branded Brandy Brand, branded or branding because I'm always branding everything I'm always branded just <laughs> it is what it's it makes sense that my name was Brandy because just that's what I like to do I like to have fun with the marketing side of it and Miranda is like the best in marketing I no cap no do not like no lie, I will die on that statement. Miranda Macy, best marketing in cannabis, done. I it's, love And she's that. dope as fuck. Like, I I'm telling you. Cooking Chef B? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I snorted, bro. Did I just do that? Oh, my God. I hope the mic didn't pick that shit up. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay. But so how long have you been with the company that you're with now? So I've been with Noble since, uh, I think my first day was the 21st of December. So what's it now? May. So like four months, four or five months or so, but. So that's literally who you were with uh, when I had came to visit, right? No, I was with the grow then. Because remember, I showed you, I showed you that Skywalker that we had, and you were hyped because that's your favorite strain. It really is. I don't. Know it really is. is. I'm just like <laughs> you're just like God, Skywalker. Oh. I'm literally just over here like fantasizing about it right now because you know in right. Virginia it's decriminalized and mm-hmm. they like passed the law for it to become legalized. I mm-hmm. it wasn't supposed to happen until like 2024. I think it's supposed to. They're trying to push it up to like July of this year. I don't really know what's going on with that. I haven't looked into mm-hmm. it. But I really hope that I'm actually probably going to look into that. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm over here thinking, wow, okay, so I love this plot twist because I'm over here thinking that you're still working with that girl because I remember, like, you were selling, like, a lot of weed, bro. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I was selling a lot of weed. Now I'm selling a lot of concentrate. So it's, it's all dabs now. It's dabs for me. This is actually so... I'm they can't see this but you can so this is actually a glass display that we had made it's called a glass and trait so this is completely fake and this is a display that we like give to our dispensaries so they can set out so um they don't have to like let their terpenes escape or anything like that they're just big chilling in there and people can see like okay that's what the diamonds are gonna look like we've got a live resin consistency that we call plasma so they're like okay that's what that's gonna look like um and they just yeah i mean that Honestly, is literally the one, the most amazing thing ever. And two, can we talk about how you being like the TikTok dab queen fucking oh. like paid off? Because <laughs> let's talk about this. I'm gonna have to leave her TikTok name down below for y'all okay. because this bitch. I'm not, I'm not on TikTok. I'll just put that out there right now. It's all on Instagram reels. Wait a minute. Hold up. Pause. <laughs> you didn't even put this on TikTok? No, I don't TikTok. Let it be know that today, May <laughs> of 2021, that Brianna Zanell told Brandy that she needs to put this shit on TikTok because she's going to be famous. This will air May 10th of 2021, <laughs> but May 9th, I said it, I want my cut, bitch. And <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. 
but well, okay. the problem with that is TikTok is more geared towards kids and all that, and so they tend to flag a lot of smoking unless it's education based. Um, so more that's educational. Um, well, it is educational. Right, I mean, having this and this is what it does for your body. Your but I don't know. See, I feel what you're saying because yes, it is. I, I guess it is a bunch of kids, but then it's like everybody in my age group, and I'm like literally my roommate. We're both will be 26 this year. Yeah. She's TikTok obsessed. Like in all of our No, friends, I know plenty of people that are. I've just heard that the it's a lot more strict over there than it is on Instagram. And like, bro, Instagram's already strict anyways. Like Instagram's strict as fuck. Everybody in the cannabis industry, left and right, is getting their Instagrams taken down. Like, uh-huh. swear to God. It is like like Nicole, sweet Lord, she got hers deleted like multiple times because haters gonna fucking hate. Let me just say that. But uh yeah but well, let's talk about around, and she had like seven thousand followers i think she, like she had a lot because she was doing a lot of lives and stuff before and like she's killing it dude nicole's amazing like i'm just gonna say that but uh <laughs> but like she got her account deleted and like this has happened to there's so many girls that i know they're like in their bios it's like got deleted at this like this is my second account follow my backup like people's got to have backups for their backups for their backup accounts like that is crazy like, noble nectar i think we've got i think miranda said she's got five or six different ac- accounts that she runs just for noble nectar because we've got to have backup accounts we've got our education account because we have a whole bunch of like Noble Nectar's dope because they've got a butt tender education program that's incentivized. And like, and so like, as butt tenders learn about our company, they take this time to take this course, they get to try one of everything that they've learned about. And like, so like, they get to know what they're selling. They get to be, know that they're behind the brand or not behind the brand. Like just, they get to form their own opinion based on them trying it. And like, that to me means everything because as a butt tender, I would have killed for a company to come in and be like let me educate you on our products because what I was doing was just when people weren't coming in and out of the dispensary I was getting on my phone going to the websites and reading about the brand what's going on behind the brand why did they start this company what processes are they using who what patients are these safe for is there sugar in these edibles okay I'm not recommending that for a cancer patient yeah, no, I'm like, okay. like, there's all these different things you can learn by just doing slight research on the companies that you're carrying as a dispensary. And that's what I was doing for myself as a bud tender. So yeah. like the fact that Noble Nectar as a company is coming in and saying, Hey, you carry our products. Let us educate your bud tenders on our products, but let us give them product as well so that they can try it and know that they're behind it and know that they enjoy it and know that it's something that they would want to recommend to their patients. That I'm done. Like that is an amazing thing to do as a company. You said I'm sold. Like, like, like if, if I'm a bud tender, if I am like a person in a position of like management and I see that a company is putting that much like effort into making sure that people know about their products, but they know that they know and understand the processes and that it's clean and that it's safe. Like yeah. that's a lot. Like there's not, I don't know what other companies out here are doing this. Cause I know like, I think we're the only ones that have partnered with the company that we have partnered with in Oklahoma. We've okay. Awesome, girl. Yes. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. <laughs> no. It's, it's been awesome. Like we've just been seeing a lot of success and I'm just really hyped on our company. And I'm just like, I'm very fortunate to be in the position that I'm in. And I will just say it's because I networked. I got my ass out there and I will, and like, but, but I love networking. Like I live for networking and I live for going to cannabis events and like getting to talk with different people and educate people. And like, honestly, this last cannabis event was fun because we were doing a dungeons and dab tools event, a a fun little quest to 420 that we had going on. So I put on my Instagram, I'm like, yo, come tell me one positive thing about your day. And I'll give you one of the dab tools that you need. Cause I had all of them on me. Like I'm like a walking swag store for Noble Nectar. Um, <laughs> swear to God, I'm like, you need a battery? Do you need a battery? Do you need a pen? Do you need, do you need a lanyard? Do you need a t-shirt? Like what, you, what you need? What you got? Like, I got, it. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you. I'm the plug. <laughs> but it was so, mm-hmm. Like getting to experience that and getting to be around people, like enjoying cannabis, but also being like, yo, I'm hyped on your brand. I love that it's literally crazy to see like because like you said I've literally watched like your cannabis journey I mean as far as like from when you started working obviously I didn't know you when you were 
a pharmacy tech, but watching from where you started just in 2019 and just seeing like a year and a half, like two years later, where you're at now, like, and then it's like, it's literally just going to continue to go up from here. Because like you said, obviously one day, like you plan on owning your own business and just kind of like, I just feel like so many great things are in store for you. It's crazy. Like just so many great things are happening. I'm just very thankful and blessed. And like, I just feel very fortunate that I've got to meet the people that I've got had the opportunity to in this industry and that I've had the opportunity to learn from the people that I have in this industry because like there's so many times that like I just wanted to say screw it like you know I'm done with this place I'm done with this I'm done with that but like I stuck I stuck it out at those moments and when I did is when I ended up learning the most and so like Sometimes sticking it out a little bit longer can be beneficial, but I mean, I'm just really thankful of where I've gotten to now. I love it. Brandy like, had her humble pie this morning. <laughs> I that's I feel like the only way that you can be and because like there's places like I mean, Virginia, where you can't go to a dispensary and you you don't have the option to go in there and flip through test results of all the options that you have to medicate with, of all the options that you have to take care of yourself with. And honestly, like that's heartbreaking to me because like it's perfectly fine for you to go to a doctor and get prescribed a fuck ton of Xanax for your anxiety. That happened to me. (laughs) What happened to me with that? Like, yeah, like I'm saying like, 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 but that's the thing that's legal for you there. Mm-hmm. but it's not legal for you to go to a store up the road and get medical cannabis and well, that like and and just from so hopefully soon no 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 it's not yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's happening it's yeah exactly it's going to happen like it's past it's just getting yeah. everything in the works so exactly but it's like fine. but but it's like you know you don't have that luxury like i do yeah you don't, you know, Virginia doesn't have the job opportunities that we have here where like, you know, I know people that are literally just, you know, living their best lives now in this industry. Like I got my homie set up with a job at Noble Nectar. Chris. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Chris, yeah, Chris. Chris is the dopest. He's we love Chris. A walking but, positivity man. Like I know. So <laughs> I told him like when he was he wasn't even living in Oklahoma. I was like, yo, if you could, whenever you come back to Oklahoma, let me know. Like if you're looking to get in the industry, like I'll see if I can get you somewhere. I'll see if I can get you a foot in the door. Like, you know, because I'm all about that. If people are passionate, if they're trying to like, you know, positively change their life and they want an opportunity, I'm like, bet, like I'll I'll see if I can find you a place. Like yeah. I'll talk to somebody, I'll figure this out for you. Like I will help. And, um, so Noble Nectar had a position come open in just the packaging department, you know, just like gramming shit out every day. And so he came in for an interview, got the job. And like, I was so hyped when he did, cause I was like, okay, bet. Like I completed what I told him I would do like a year ago. Like I got him in it. He's in the industry. Now what's he going to do? And so I'm like, now what's he going to do with it? And guess who's going to be making our rosin at Noble Nectar? <gasps> is he really? That I'm so high for it. He, so just made, awesome. he just made his, he just made his little rosin Instagram. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Chris, like you get it, bro. Like, oh, that is literally like, so awesome. I love to see people just do things that, you know, genuinely make them happy. And they're just like thriving at That's just nothing's more beautiful than seeing somebody doing what they love. and that's like that's really what it comes down to like I'm just thankful every day because like I'm doing something that I really love to do I get the opportunity to work with medical cannabis every single day what more could you want right (laughs) what the fuck like I literally get to like go sell concentrates legally where like if I was in Texas trying to do that that's a fucking felony bro (laughs) Can we just talk about that? Like in another state, I'm a felon right now. I get PTSD here in felon right now. I won't talk about it. <laughs> I know. But I'm just like, it, that's just, that's like, I, I'm just super thankful. Like it's not, it ain't helpful, it ain't nothing. Like every day you have to be thankful for that because there's places that don't have those opportunities. And we are very fucking lucky. And Oklahoma is the wild west of weed right now. Like, let me tell you what in the country we had the most lax laws it was the easiest to get like a license here it was the cheapest 
cheap, like everything here is cheaper than most states. That's why a lot of people are coming from like Colorado and places like oh, opening like, Arizona, California, Washington, or everywhere. like everywhere. Literally everywhere. everywhere. Well, I can honestly say, I don't know. I just, I love talking to you, man. Every time I talk to you, it just makes me feel so much better about anything and everything. Just hearing you thrive, it makes me want to do better and just like it makes me feel passionate about what I do like all over again just listening to you like you're you're fucking slaying it dude you are (laughs) like we could we could go into a whole other episode like flip the script on like me asking you questions like how'd you get to where you are ma'am because who am I like what Brianna Donnell on the next episode we go behind because if they only knew how far you had come they'd be over here fist pumping every time that you're fucking saying and welcome to a modern woman podcast with brianna danelle bro i love it see this us oh, stop but yes brandy's like i'm over here fist pumping for myself right <laughs> as you should as you should like uh, what? i love it bro well thank you so much for coming and talking to me guys uh, also, don't forget uh, that Monday, A Modern Woman comes out every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then Dar- uh, JD has his podcast, A Modern Man, every Wednesday. And every Friday, Fargo Watch Party is still going. So thank you guys so much for listening and hearing what Brandy had to say. Like, thank you so much. That was just freaking amazing. Thank you. Thank you.